The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast because I would never do that to you. It is a Wisdom Wednesday with Professor Andrew Brandt, the longtime Packers executive, host of the critically acclaimed Business of Sports podcast, fresh off his week in Miami which sounds glorious right about now. I need to ask him about that. We are presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. It's already Wednesday, which means on Friday, we will have a spread the word winner via social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod. Easiest contest in the galaxy to enter a sponsor confirmation email winner. Lots of glorious sponsors you can check out on the sponsors page at RossTucker.com or the ones you hear. We'll give out a YouTube shout out, somebody that subscribes and comments to our free, they're always free, YouTube page, YouTube.com slash NFL. And we will have a happy hour Friday night for patrons, Patreon.com slash RT Media, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Cannot wait. Hopefully meet a bunch of new folks, get to chat again with some of the, the hardcore Tuckheads. Today's patron of the day, Joey Mays. Joey, hopefully you're on that happy hour Friday night. Patreon.com slash RT Media. We've gotten, by the way, a couple of new uh, patron signups just since I announced the happy hour Friday night. Jan Lehman. Deborah Hussey, ladies, this is like, this is awesome. This is like happy hour back in the day, getting the ladies to sign up. Love it. Jan, Deborah, hopefully see both of you ladies Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so I mentioned it earlier already. He is the man, Andrew Brandt. You know, we could spend the whole segment going over his resume, the important stuff, is longtime executive back in the Barcelona days, NFL Europe, long time with the Green Bay Packers. He's a lawyer by trade. He was an agent. He's an agent again, helping out Vayner Sports. He obviously heads up the Sports Law Institute at Villanova University. And Andrew, I can tell you, you got a little bit of sun coming <laughs> off that week in Miami. How was it, man? 
It was great, Ross. I mean, the only downside, which is really not a downside, was that I was in sunny South Florida for a week, but had to spend three and a half hours a day inside teaching. Um, that was part of the deal, right? So one week mini course, University of Miami, uh, law students, business students, great group, uh, enjoyed the immersive class and sort of getting into it. And of course, enjoyed the weather down there in January. I'm back in frigid PA as you are and uh, back to the class at Villanova yesterday. So my semester started. I'm teaching a big class on Tuesday afternoons and uh, good to get back in front of them. You know, with the way education is in this COVID year, Ross, we ended before Thanksgiving. So I walked into that building yesterday, first time in, in two months uh, to teach. So it was interesting. I had a fair number of uh, <laughs> mail pile up as well. Couple questions. One is, is everybody in person or are some people virtual? Yeah, so I I have 47 and five were virtual. Got it. And then the second thing is, do you love it, Andrew? Like, do you really enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, again, not to get too sappy, but this is chapter three of the Brandt career. <laughs> no, one, one was agent, still a little bit involved. Two was team. And three is giving back. Giving back through teaching talking, podcasting, writing, lecturing, etc. So I enjoy it. And, and frankly, if you're taking a class from me, Ross, as you probably can figure out, I'm not doing a lot of hard syllabus stuff, you know, sticking by. I'm, I'm on a soapbox. You know, this is what we're talking about today. These are my experiences. This is what I think. Put yourself in that position. So, you know, we're obviously talking a lot about COVID and, and that effect on sports as well. So we're gonna we're fluid and I enjoy that. I would really like to teach and or coach at some point. I can't really fit it into what I do now. I do coach my daughter's softball team, which is awesome. Yeah, I used to and do that. I, that's probably how I'm gonna get it uh, until I don't know. Maybe I retire at some of I don't know. I, I don't really ever want to retire. I like going to the games and saying what I think. So I don't I don't know when I could ever fit in actually being a teacher or being like a football coach, but that would be that would be on my list of things I think I would enjoy. Yeah, and I think you bring up the word retirement. I, I get asked about this often. I get asked about going back to work for teams, which I have no interest in doing. Um, I am certainly not retired but I certainly don't feel like I have a full-time job. So you just said it. I mean, you could, you want to do it. I mean, I'm in this, I call it very active retirement, right? And I don't think I'll ever change. You know, I think I could be 90 and I'm teaching, I'm talking, I'm writing, you know, people would say, are you retired? Well, I don't know. You know, retirement used to be, you work at a job 30 years, then you do nothing. You know, that would never be me ever, you know? So I'm in this very, very active retirement for the rest of my life, I hope. Couple questions for you, Andrew. Um, I want to start yesterday. No, Monday was the deadline for NFL underclassmen to make their decisions. Now, if you're a senior and you played four years, you have until March 1st, which I can't say I really understand. Emery and I were talking about that 
on the College Draft podcast. But I wanted to ask you about the underclassmen decisions. I'm sure you consulted with some families or you have conversations. Obviously, I would never ask who or what. Do you have sort of a uh, a general like t- talk to me like I'm I'm th- I'm a junior and I might go in the third or fourth round. I'm curious. Do you think those kids usually should stay or they should go pro? Do you? I'm just you know the decision just came. Most you know these kids have made the decision. I was surprised a couple of Ohio State kids, Chris Olave, a late first round pick, Jeremy Ruckert, second round pick, both went back to school. Just curious. Because you've got perspective now on both sides of the ledger, what sort of your advice uh, would have been to them? And maybe you already talked to some kids over the last couple of weeks. You know, kind of similar to what we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson, and and I hope a different way than everyone else is talking about him. Because I have an I have a thought. Um, it's kind of like taking a contract early versus later is the same decision when you're talking about a college kid coming out early versus later. Um, I look at it from a business point of view. Is the business going to get better or worse? In the pro contract situation for a superstar, it never gets worse. Uh, for a college kid, it could get worse through injury. The, well, yes, and, and that's a concern. You know, so But with a college kid coming out, there are two parts, right? So the one part is business. And business, if you had to look at it analytically, Business is better coming out earlier unless you're not rated. You know, it's better to do it because of the injury risk next year. But there's so many more emotions that go into a college decision, which is primarily college, you know. And again, COVID notwithstanding, it's a great time in your life. It'll never be the same. Even if you go back online or you go back in five years, it'll never be like it is now. Uh, I have a son going through it now. I had a son go through it before. It's a special time. And to give it up, there are issues with that. But from a strictly business point of view, it's hard to argue, even though even the players you just mentioned, what's the upside of staying? I don't get it. But there are a lot more issues going into it for a college kid. You know, it's funny, Andrew. I hadn't thought of it that way, but the way you just said it, like I understand part of the reason why Matt Leinert went back to USC or Matt Barkley went back to USC. It's probably pretty awesome to be the quarterback at USC. And I totally get that. But for these guys, like in the pandemic era, it's not like they're, you know, able to really socialize right. to the same level and have that experience. So that makes the decision to return even a little bit more interesting to me and then the other part of it too andrew is this year there's no combine uh they're going to do the interviews virtually all uh pro day workouts all workouts will just be the pro day on college campuses so i guess they're not flying all these kids and all these people to indianapolis um so there's really no combine this year do you think it will have an impact I, i guess the medical in early april is the big thing probably. Yeah, the medical is going to be big. It's it's interesting because as you're talking about, I'm thinking about it, you know, for those who don't know, <laughs> who have tried to put in their back of their mind, we've been in this for 11 months. So it's, it's going to be the opposite, if you will, of last year. Last year we had the combine. I was there. It was, you know, we knew the virus was maybe out there, but 
we were all packed in. Uh, and then we didn't have pro days because the world stopped on March 11th. Uh, now it's the opposite. No combine, but pro days. So I, I think what, what we sort of said last year, I'm going to say again, maybe this will answer the overkill question. You know, people have been scouting. They do their boards in this time of year. And, you know, maybe the paralysis by analysis that you get with combine and pro days won't be there. So I'm trusting the scouts out there that they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll be fine. A couple other things I want to get to with you. One, you referenced uh, Deshaun Watson, and you said you want to look at it from a different perspective. So go for it. I raised it on Twitter yesterday, and I, you know, I only raised it now because I got such a response from Twitter kind of answering what I thought was a very obvious point that I didn't even <laughs> go into. I said, listen, the news has been dominated the last couple of weeks by Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston. And then of course, everyone goes to where's he going to go and puts on the uniforms and the graphics like, all right, whatever. Listen, I maintain it. And I say it again, he's not going anywhere. So here's the, what I raised. It's only been four months since Deshaun Watson signed a huge extension with the Texans. Why did he do that? What changed? What was so crazy now that wasn't there in September. And I kind of asked it rhetorically. And I got thousands, Ross, I don't know thousands, hundreds of tweetbacks basically saying, you idiot, he did it for the money. Now, listen, I get, you know, no one understands that better than me. I get it. That wasn't even my question. Of course he got the money. But here's what I want to raise. Is he so upset in ways completely different than when he signed the extension. And we should look at that. You know, what's happened since? And number two, I'm going to clap back on all the people clapping back to me. The money was going to be there. Okay, don't give me the injury story. All right, I'm going to say this clearly. Don't give me the injury story about why Deshaun Watson had to take that deal early. He didn't. And you, you want to point to Dak? Okay, <laughs> Dak got injured. Dak is in a better place than he was. And you're saying, what? I'm saying, okay, Cowboys have three options. Franchise him again, $38 million. Do a deal he wants, great. Let him go to free agency, he'll make more than ever. Anyone. Okay, so tell me how Dak was hurt by getting hurt. Deshaun Watson, same thing. People say he had to take it, he was going to get hurt. No. If he got hurt, he would make even more. I guarantee that unless it's like the career's over and how many times that happened once in a, fa a million players. So listen, I still don't understand. And you can answer why Deshaun Watson does a whatever four or five year extension on a team that four months later, he desperately wants out. And then I'll go back to the point is we're in January. He'll be fine. He won't be, you know, jumping through rainbows, but I don't think he's going anywhere, and I think this will smooth out. You know, Andrew, when you say that, it, it really does remind me of legal situations in the sense that, you know, when there's like an indemnity or a fraud or any of those type of clauses, I can just picture the other lawyer saying, okay, so you have some concerns about the new owner you have some concerns about this Easterby guy. You have some concerns about the GM situation. 
well, how was that different when you signed this piece of paper? Right. Because when he signed the piece of paper, there was no GM. Bill O'Brien was on the hot seat. Just Cal McNair was still the owner that people were questionable about. And this Easterby guy was looming over everything. So obviously, and, and by the way, Hopkins had already been traded. So all of your obviously all of those things have gotten worse and have gotten more pronounced. And they reportedly said to him, we want you involved and they got his input, but then they haven't really taken his feedback. Like we know that there's things that have changed, but I guess I feel like if I was the lawyer on the other side, I'd say Deshaun, I'm just not sure there's really a material change from when you signed this piece of paper back in September. And to all the people watching that have, Tweeted back to me, he signed because of the money. Listen, I understand the money. Thanks for that lesson. But the money was going to be there, okay? I don't want to hear about injury. I don't want to hear about a young person turning down the money. If he had any concerns, any concerns, waiting was not going to affect his contract. Dak Prescott is proving that. And we'll see Dak's contract, whether it's a franchise tag or better, We'll see in March. So I will show you in March how Dak Prescott was not hurt by injury. That would have been the same and more for Deshaun Watson. Andrew, I wanted to get your thoughts on the conference championship games this Sunday. Obviously, I'll tell you what the weird stat to me is, that Aaron Rodgers has never been at home for a conference championship game. I was shocked when I heard that. just didn't didn't realize it. Your thoughts on – Conference Championship Sunday, your memories of the last home Packers Conference Championship game. What do you got? Well, let me correct you. Aaron Rodgers was there with me, with Brett Favre, in a home championship game. He was not playing, but he was there when we lost, tough memory, Ross, to the New York Giants in my last game with the Packers, in Brett's last game with the Packers. Um, the closest I ever got to a Super Bowl, and we lost in overtime, of course. So that was tough. Uh, huge memories of that game, Ross, the coldest I've ever been, minus two at kickoff. Uh, we hosted the Supreme Court Justice, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts for that game. He had a bunch of U.S. Marshals around him that dressed in Packer gear <laughs> and fit into the crowd. So I was hosting him that day, and kudos to Chief Justice John Roberts. I got an indoor box for him. He wanted to be outside. That was impressive. Um, and just the loss, the the finality of it, um, because personally, I had decided I wanted to move on, and it would have been nice going to that Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, it was quite a time. And it's great that Aaron's doing this at home. You know, I think everyone realizes in this COVID era, any home field slight advantage, I think, is magnified now because we haven't had fans. Now we have a smattering of fans and, of course, the weather. Uh, Tampa Bay can talk about it. Tampa Bay can prepare for it. Tampa Bay can put all the body lotions on they want but it's going to be tough. It, that That's something they've never dealt with. Um, obviously, Brady's dealt with it, but it's going to be tough on that team. So I'm obviously a homer. I'm unabashed. I'm biased. I think the Packers will get there. 
And on the other side, the issue, of course, I'm sure you're talking about all the time is the two, not one, two injuries to Mahomes. Um, it just feels like he's going to play with the concussion issue, but it seems to be mysterious. Is it a toe? Is it a foot? What's going on there? Uh, so there's going to be issues there. So I find that game, you know, really a challenge to forecast depending on Mahomes' two injuries. Last one, Andrew. Got to get your thoughts on some of these more recent hires, especially the GM ones over the last couple of days with Marty Herney again, Trent Baalke again, and Terry Fontenot. Yeah, well, my first thing is I talked to you about a couple of weeks ago as I wrote in Sports Illustrated. I thought maybe it was a time for disruption with GMs, not the standard old backgrounds of scouting. <clears throat> so much for that. <laughs> Teams are going to the scouting model. I get it. I'm too early on the disruption. Uh, and just a note about Washington and Marty. Uh, Marty I've known forever. Uh, I knew him when I was living in Washington, D.C., and he was media. And then, of course, Marty and I worked together at ESPN for a few years. We did a lot of NFL live shows together, Marty and I. And uh, seeing him back, you know, the only thing to say about Washington is they are going old school. They're bringing the back the band from Carolina with Marty and, and Ron Rivera. Um, you know, they had some success this year. They're going to try to capitalize on that. But uh, they're certainly not... <laughs> breaking any molds in in D.C. as we sit here on Inauguration Day. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, I'm not critical, Ross. I'm just saying same old, same old with GM hiring. What's on the business of sports this week, Andrew? More of me, more, more of uh, – I mentioned the Deshaun. I get really deep into that. I, I am the, the killjoy in terms of – uh, the trade generator, because I think Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Tua, Sam Darnold, pick another name. I think they're all staying. Matthew Stafford? Hmm. Um, not as sure about that. I got to look at the dead money. <laughs> you know? um, so not as sure about that one. So I talk about that. I talk about we haven't talked about it here because it's football, but I really talk about the James Harden trade because I hadn't seen we hadn't talked about it since it happened. Uh, player empowerment is DEFCON in NBA. I'll talk a lot about that on the pod. This Ooh, week. I got to listen to that. I didn't get a chance to listen. To you. I want to hear what you say about player empowerment because I wonder if that ends up happening a little bit with Deshaun Watson. Check him out on social at Andrew Brandt and the host of the Business of Sports. Hopefully you already subscribe. If you don't, please do. Thank you, Andrew. And the newsletter, andrew-brandt.com, every Sunday to your email for free. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. There he is, Andrew Brandt. He has got the business of sports on lockdown. Speaking of lockdown, Simply Safe has your house and surrounding area on lockdown. You know, this is something I take extremely seriously. Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24/7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors in the business. So, they're high-quality equipment. I mean, the camera footage, I've told you guys multiple times now, 
that came in very handy for me and my family. You got to have it. Um, there's nothing better than when we've been away or if I'm traveling for my wife to be able to put the alarm on. And then when she comes home to turn it off, that means nobody was in the house. And if there's ever any question or about anything, we've got the cameras. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. And right now you guys can get a free home security camera free when you purchase a simply safe system at simplysafe.com slash Tucker. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com slash Tucker for your free security camera today. That's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Tuck's Takes. Morning, Ross. Well, you touched on a lot of this with Andrew, but let's get your thoughts on the general manager hirings of Terry Fontenot, Marty Herney, and Trent Balky. Fontenot is the new name. Uh, Fontenot is a minority. He's a black man who was from the Saints. He's going to be paired up with Arthur Smith. I really like the combo of bringing those two young studs in together. And I don't know how well they know each other, but kind of tying them at the hip, I think that's great. Marty Herney is very simple. Ron Rivera has all of the power, all of the authority in Washington. Ron Rivera wanted to work with someone he's worked with for a while, knows them, they know each other. Herney knows what Rivera wants. There's a huge level of comfortability there, and that's how the world works a lot of times. People don't desire the unknown or the uncertainty. They desire and they like to go with what they know, and in their mind, at least, what they know works. And then Bulky in Jacksonville is interesting. Because he's the one that really butted heads with Jim Harbaugh out in San Francisco. So I guess you could say at least he has experience with, you know, hard-headed college coaches. He's been, It didn't go well, but at least he's been through it before. Tuck's Takes. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. And uh, there was a note from our buddy Dr. Chow that got your attention. Oh yeah, Brian. I I tweeted this this morning. Let me uh, let me let me pull it up real quick. Um, this is funny. So if you read it, Doctor Chow wrote, "In my opinion, Mahomes experienced momentary trauma to the carotid sinus area, where the vagus nerve and barrel receptors are located. When people who are afraid of needles." or the site of blood faint, it is often the result of a vasovagal reaction. A direct blow or trauma to this area of the neck, such as the one sustained by Mahomes, can cause the same kind of momentary excitement of the nerve, sending the signal to the brain and causing him to, quote, unquote, pass out. Others in martial arts or police military maneuvers have described this phenomenon a brachial stun. So... There you go. And I tweeted joking around that I told you it was I told you it was trauma to the carotid sinus area where the vagus nerve and borrow receptors are located. Clearly. By the way, that the end result is Dr. Chow seems very confident that Patrick Mahomes will play on Sunday. Tuck's takes. Speaking of health, though, your thoughts on Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown having surgery on both of his knees. 
Two thoughts, Bri. The first thought, and I've talked about this a lot over the years, I think people would be surprised to know what football professional football players play with and play through. And I think they'd be surprised to hear how many surgeries happen in the offseason. Like every offseason. Lots of guys. It's just part of the profession. Sounds like A.J. Brown was just having his knees cleaned out. So kudos to him because that happened week two or they noticed it week two and he played the whole rest of the year. So kudos to him. The part you don't hear, Bri, and I don't hear him. Like, all anybody's saying is he's a baller. He's tough. That's amazing. And all that's true. I'm not disputing any of that. What I will say to you, though, is he's a young guy to have to have clean-out procedure on both his knees. That's not a good sign. Doesn't mean it's going to affect him next year, but he's pretty young. Maybe I'll get Dr. Chow on to talk about that. He's pretty young to be having to get both of his knees cleaned out. You know, if you need your knees cleaned out, there's a reason for that. So I think the Titans will keep that in mind when it comes to a contract extension for him. By the way, tomorrow, Brian's going to resend the email from Monday. So please, please, please go to RossTucker.com. Scroll down the homepage a little bit. uh, And it says Real Stories from Ross. Click on that so you get the email where I talk about a funny story from this upcoming weekend. I let you know about the new YouTube-only show we've got, which is going to be awesome. All you have to do, by the way, is rate and review any of the shows. Send me an email, ross at rosstucker.com, and you're going to come on the show just like this. We will send you the Zoom-esque link, and you'll be able to talk to me and Brian, ask me a question, me talking to you just like this. For those of you that watch, youtube.com slash NFL and Friday night, we got that happy hour, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Hoping more of you guys can join us. Why not? Join us. You're just going to be a Tuckheads level patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media. You can cancel at any time. No worries. But in the meantime, you get a shout out. You get a signed picture. You join the happy hour. You get to see the different threads of daddy sodas and press box food and the different shows. Enjoy it. And after a month, if you think it's not worth the $9.99, great. Cancel it. I won't be uh, upset. I'll be thrilled that you gave it a shot. Speaking of that, Brian, let's get to an email. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address, as mentioned, ross at rostucker.com. Anytime you take advantage of any sponsors or this week, rate and review the show, forward me the email that you get when you sign up for anything in life and... Ask me your question. I guarantee to read and respond to it on the show. What do you got, Bri? Well, today's question is from Jesse. This was sent in uh, late October, early November. Um, Hey, Ross, two things, two quick things. Number one, now that we're halfway through the season, what do you suspect um, those who opted out of the season might be thinking right now? Uh, And the second question is, now that you're on YouTube, any chance that you and Greg Cosell could break down and show film? Two good questions, Jesse. The first one... I don't think that they would admit this, but I do believe that most of the guys that opted out, my guess is they probably wish they hadn't. That's my guess. I'd love to hear 
how many of them did or didn't get COVID. Because, you know, if you're in the NFL, you're getting tested every day. You're busy. I mean, what did these guys do for the last five or six months? And look, everybody has their own personal reasons for doing it. And I don't look, whatever you had, I, I totally respect. But I think deep down, if they're being honest, I think most of those guys probably wish they would have played. That's my guess. Uh, as for the YouTube thing, I don't really know how we would do that. That's hard, Jesse. If we're not in the same room, looking at the same thing at the same time, that might be hard for me and Greg to do. But I like where your head's at. Maybe we can brainstorm and see how we can get that done. That'll do it, by the way, for a Wisdom Wednesday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. College draft, even money, business of sports already posted this week. Please check those out. I did make one bet on the Even Money podcast. Tomorrow will be Greg Cosell. Friday is a Picks Friday. Shoutouts are in order. We only have enough room for 10 of these, and now we have five again. All you have to do is become, and I think we're done here, member of patreon.com slash rtmedia, and you get a shout-out at the end of every RTFP. It's pretty good value. In fact, it's ridiculous value, truth be told. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sporticulture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X, DinerDepot.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.